All Things Unexplained, hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Previously on All Things Unexplained. Yeah, this missing submarine story is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, but it, at the same time, I, I, I believe that there's more to the story that, than that they're given a press release about. I think this will be a good time. I'm not going to reveal her name or her occupation to protect her identity. Incredible story. And she actually was nervous and afraid to reveal this information. And she said, you know, I probably should not be telling you this. During their last encounter, that someone died. So there seem to be a lot of these whistleblowers that have jobs that were in the government, that were high up in the government, that were part of the um, aerospace threat identification programs, what have you, that are all saying, we don't have this technology. We don't have anything close to this technology. So, you know, part of me wonders, okay, is that true? And if it is true, where is this coming from? And then the other part wonders, are they decoys? Are they being told to come out here and say that? Yes, they are. I just don't know. I was talking to Jay recently and just about how it still blows my mind the timing of all this dating back you know to Roswell in the 40s and then almost immediately the formation of the CIA the formation of the Air Force uh, World War II is right in there the formation of the you know the emergence of the men in black and the atomic bomb nuclear weapons and you want to talk about how advanced must our technology be over co- other countries? Now, this is not saying that we perhaps have not recovered, just like Bob Lazar said, alien technology, ancient alien technology, recent alien technology, and that we have been, been investigating it. But how advanced must our technology be? How much more advanced? When you consider this, consider we dropped two atomic bombs on Japan in the Mm -hmm. 40s Mm -hmm. okay the 40s and you hear on the news now in 2021 with Iran for example we hear okay well because Israel just decimated or just did this computer hack on Iran they're now six more months away from getting a nuclear weapon in 2021 Right. We used two of them as weapons in World War II. And so imagine how much more advanced our technology must be to so many of these other countries. 
that's kind of what I've been kind of saying all along. Uh, Tim, do you remember earlier today when I was talking to you about Germany? Yes. And their, they had capabilities of hypersonic speeds and a UFO, and it was called the Lennar, Lennar Project or something like that. Um, right. Back in 1947. Wow. The Nazi experiments. Nazis experiments. Yep. And they said that, um, and of course, you know, the U.S. rushes in and takes everything that we can. Well, look, uh, what's his name that sent us to space? What's his name? Not Dr. Heineck. Um, oh. I know you're talking about the Germans, the German scientists. Yes, sir. Um, and then uh, next thing the you know, we're in space. Bomb was Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah, Oppenheimer was that. Um, but, you know, we, we've taken the technology that has been presented to us and made it so much more effective and put our own spin on it to where it would be able to suffice us through the future. Well, I mean, holy cow, just look at this. This is more technology in this phone than sent a person, I mean, sent Neil Armstrong to the moon. Yeah. Right. This is this has greater computer technology than all the computers at NASA in 1969. And I can hold it in my hand. And yes, it is a smartphone. It's not a flip phone, Tim. <laughs> it, is, it is an iPhone. That's a Blackberry, isn't it? <laughs> well, I tell you what, it it just it just makes you wonder, right? And I and mean, and to also go back to him, and I'm sorry, remember, and also we had that conversation where that they had settings back in the Aztec days, the Egyptian days, so. Oh yeah. Well, you know, to revisit the the Nazi technology thing for a second. You know, here we are with literally the entire world's fate at stake during World War II. And how serious must the Nazis have been, you know, thinking about how are they going to defeat us? How are they going to win this war? when they're legitimately exploring avenues such as supernatural sources of power, so, such as extraterrestrial sources of power, you know, they're, they're looking at these things as legitimate ways to defeat us and win the war. That makes you say to yourself, well, why would they do this if there wasn't some, at least in their mind, needed path to victory that way per perhaps they saw the writing on the wall right that that we had something that they didn't and yeah. that they could not overcome well i mean that's the whole thing when they bombed pearl harbor uh he said we have awakened a sleeping giant the japanese did i mean they knew they just messed up or at least he he knew i think that was what uh Hirohito, no, I don't remember who that was, a general, but an admiral. He said, we've awakened a sleeping giant. 
he knew that we were the most industrialized nation in the world and if anybody was going to defeat them it was going to be us and we did right and and if you were just about to squash an opponent you know if you had somebody you were you were just going to trounce over would you be out there looking for supernatural paranormal <laughs> technology and sources of power to give you an an edge and upper hand i just don't think no. so that just doesn't make any sense Right. But going back to the World War II thing and back to this recent submarine that sank, submarines have been around for a long time. I mean, my grandpa used to tell the story of he and my grandma got married in Los Angeles area back during World War II, and they were taking their honeymoon in Santa Barbara. Well, at the time, you weren't supposed to drive during the day because they were afraid of submarine attacks and you had to drive at night with your lights off so that people wouldn't see you if there was some sort of threat in the water. And so for their honeymoon, they drove with their lights off all the way from Los Angeles up to Santa Barbara in the middle of the night. So submarines have been around that long. I have a hard time believing that some internal wave could knock out an entire submarine now in 2021. Oh yeah. Well, here's the thing. History, you give, history nerd fact, but the first submarine was used in South, the American baby. Revolution. In the American Revolution. In American, American Revolution. Revolution. Oh, I thought you were mm-hmm. going to say Civil War. Didn't the South have a submarine in the Civil War? Oh, yeah. The Hundley. There were several. The Alligator. Uh, but the first submarine used in battle was the Turtle there in the American Revolution. It's a one-man submarine. Yeah, they've been he around. He pedaled I mean, it like a bike. Huh. <laughs> they've been around for a while, right? Oh, yeah, I've seen pictures Yeah, he's pictures supposed to go up to the bottom of a ship, and he was trying to drill a hole in the bottom of the ship and stick some explosives in there, and it didn't work. I also thought that the first submarine was also um, finally found in South America um, not too long ago. Um, and it was carrying cargo from, I think, New England all the way down to somewhere in South America. That's cool. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? If you give any credence to what Commander David Fravor said on the Joe Rogan, Rogan podcast about, you know, our, our men and women being lowered down on winches and having these encounters with huge objects coming up out of the water and them sucking our own technology down into the depths to never be recovered. If you give any credence to what Jeremy Corbell is being told, you know, from military insiders about all of these uh, UFO encounters, then what must our submarines be actually encountering out there that Gosh, we don't even know can about? Can you imagine? Uh... Right, because if there's any validity to these stories. If Commander David Fravor has passed along the truth, if the lady I spoke with who relayed the information from her brother who's in the Navy, if that has any credence, and why would it not, right? Like, what would be the motivation for him to tell this to her and then for her to make this up and tell to me? Right. If we give these things any credence, wow, what must these submarines really be encountering out there? Yeah. Well, I think that there's a lot of things that are being encountered. And one thing that I think it was Jeremy, Jeremy Corbell said in that clip is that 
the um, the script has been flipped, and it went from people saying that they had encounters with things, they were considered crazy, they were considered loony, they were considered liars, they were considered out of their minds, or what have you. And now there's more and more information coming out. There's more and more people seeing things that are unexplained, and there's more and more technology to capture images of these things. There's pilots that are getting videos of objects that they can't explain. There's now all of this information coming out that's apparently going to come out in July. And I know that just having done this show, I've had so many friends that have come to me and said that they've had ghost experiences or UFO experiences. In fact, I interviewed one of my friends, Tanya, for the show. If you haven't heard that one yet, you can listen to, to that episode. And again, what's ta- what benefit is it to Tanya to come on this show and tell me about this UFO experience that she was right. really nervous to tell me about? And if I'm not mistaken, Mr. J, you have a story of your own, do you not? Uh, I do. Could I have like two minutes? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, while you're doing that, Mr. J, CJ, I thought about Tanya's experience last night. And Mm -hmm. here's why. Because my son and I were watching a show called Aliens in Alaska. And this was a new episode. And it was started telling the story of a man. And he was telling it himself. And he was outside of his cabin having a cup of coffee. And he noticed an unmarked Black Hawk helicopter just hovering above the landscape, right? And he's out there. I mean, way out there in the wilderness. It actually wasn't unusual for them to see Black Hawks because of local military operations. But an unmarked one, he got his binoculars and looked at it. He thought that was unusual, right? He got back up to go back to his cabin. When he looked over the top and he saw... And this is the part that reminded me of Tanya's story. Just silently above the cabin in the distance, a gigantic flying saucer Mm -hmm. that was clearly being monitored by the Black Hawk helicopter. He ran in the house, got on the phone, called his neighbors and said, do y'all see this over my house? The giant (laughs) UFO? And they said, yes, we see it too. He goes back outside with his binoculars, trains them on the UFO to observe it, and watches it, he said, for hours. Oh, really? Hours. And so I thought, wow, you know, here we've had someone tell us about a giant UFO encounter over Queens, New York, and here's this, this story about a giant UFO over Alaska, witnessed by multiple people with the military involved, as well mind you and so yeah i just i couldn't help but think about tanya and her story i thought she would appreciate because in my mind there's a lot of similarities here to these stories yeah so similar that's wild oh you're telling me and mr j you've you've had a close encounter right uh yes sir so um tim you you remember where i used to live there on and CJ, I think you have mm-hmm. a pretty good idea where that old BP gas station yeah. is at, right across the street, little brick house. Well, me were watching some TV, a movie I think I had rented on Direct TV, and so we we're sitting around, and then looks up and he says, "Dad, look!" And we're looking right through my living room window, and we seen this really light 
bright light kind of slowly rising up. And I'm like, oh, wow, cool. That's probably just an airplane or something. You know, the airport's not too far away. We hear aircraft all the time. Well, it kept getting closer and closer and closer. And I was like, hey, guys, let's go check it out. Bring your iPad and let's let's go out there, see if we can, you know, see what was going on. Well, the first one was literally right over top of us. We could see three lights it was silent like a balloon floating through the air what her ipad didn't work my cell phone didn't work direct tv didn't work wow um uh the internet had went out and that was the first it passed by got tim you you remember where my tree line was behind the pond it got back over that way and everything came back on well, it happened again. Same type scenario. Wow. Flying, flying, flying. And it happened a third time. And we could not, for the love of us, record, um, you know, through our cell phones, through our iPads, or anything like that. Just complete silence. We could hear crickets over top of this aircraft that was directly overhead of us and we can make out a v shape on all three of them whoa and you know yeah so three separate crafts how big how big would you say they were um well that's with it being at night like it was, I'm going to say probably the size of... <sighs> like, are you thinking this is a drone, like the size of a drone, or more like the size of a car, or... I'm, I'm thinking the size of an airplane. Oh, wow. <sighs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. God. And you said there's three, three of them, them are like that. Wow. And, and you know what that reminds me of? Technology, like this Navy ship that we're hearing yes. about. Yes. Well, Every and minute, we're only man, hearing about it this. It was almost like they came in like five to eight minute increments. The first one would pass and then it would be some time. And we were getting ready to walk back in. And then the second one would come. Same thing with the third one. Wow, and you know what, Jay? This this is like a combination of of these reports that we've got out there. Here we've got the military releasing or acknowledging footage of these pyramid-shaped UFOs, right? And one specific clip, you can see them tracking this one pyramid UFO, but it's revealed. I believe Commander David Fravor revealed on Joe Rogan there are actually multiple ones it's just that the the technology focused in on that one and it's kind of like if Smitty was surrounded by two or three friends and I was just focusing my attention on Smitty I wouldn't necessarily recognize the presence of the other people you know so he compared it to that so we got the footage of one pyramid UFO, but but they acknowledge, or he said that 
they were actually being blitzed by several craft, several pyramid-shaped craft or triangular craft. And by the way, it's never been released about it re- affecting their power. But this lady, you know, relaying the story of her brother, that that all ties into what you're saying too. Yeah, yeah. And I, when I I felt like I could almost if I was to climb to the top of that tree, I could have almost touched it. Oh, wow. The aircraft. That's how low it was. So... And just, like I said, silent. That's crazy. So going back to the U.S. being one of the biggest military forces in the world, I think the greatest threat to our country right now is cyber terrorism. It's somebody being able to knock out our internet, knock out our technology, because we rely on technology for everything. We rely it to to stop at a red light, to do all of our banking, to do all of our everything. It's all technology. If somebody could knock out our internet globe, you know, nationally, we would be in big trouble. I mean, that's how our, our water systems work in our cities. Everything is on is based on technology. So the fact that these things can fly over your house, knock out all of your technology, the fact that this guy's one job on that ship is to get the technology back up and running when it goes out, tells me that our government is testing technology to knock out technology so that they know how to reverse it if we ever do get hit with that threat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And can I also say this? Uh, now, when you have you ever gone to an airport and right before you get to the airport, you kind of have no cell phone signal? Mm. Yep. So, and then once you cross that uh, certain line or certain area, you've got all the cell phone um, service you want. So, there's a technology that will go and cancel your cell phone and get onto the airport cell phone tower so they can track and hear and and see everything that you are doing Mm. with the cell phone. And that came, that came into play after 9-11. Oh yeah. And that seems like, well, an invasive technology, probably a very important one. Maybe, yeah. but you know what? I've got. I'm a, I actually invest in a company. I'll have to look it up for everybody because I don't remember the name of it. But they, they work in technology like that. So, it one of the things they have used it for since the onset of COVID. They've used it in large settings like hospitals or military facilities, for example, for quarantining or sectioning off of people. Right. So they can actually track people using their cell phones and using their technologies and they can kind of compartmentalize them into the different areas and segment them and lock them away, you know, or or keep them in certain zones. So they're, they're actually applying the technology to all kinds of things. So it's definitely out there that that's for sure. Wild. What a crazy experience. Just look at what John Snowden opened up on the uh, the NSA, what all they were doing. 
you know, they could look at everybody's email in the whole United States. Mm, and yeah. so that's some, that's some pretty big stuff. He's living in Moscow right now because if he ever steps foot in the U.S., he's going to be arrested for right. He's gonna declassifying. Be Isn't his name Edward Snowden? Yeah, it's Snowden. I thought it was... Is it Edward? I think it's Edward, I yeah. I thought it was John. Maybe it is Edward. But he... He really blew some doors off some stuff that the government was doing. Yeah. Definitely did. Yeah. All Things Unexplained will return in a moment. Hey, Unexplained Ones, this is Dr. Mouse. We would love for you to follow us and give us a five-star review. Check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. There you will find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Buy Me a Coffee, and Patreon. This podcast is made possible with support from listeners like you. We are also brought to you by Coma Toast Tacos, home of Squatching.com, where you'll find my Bigfoot-themed children's books. We appreciate you. Stay tuned for more UFO Roundtable with special guest show military consultant, Mr. J. Well, any other encounters, experiences, thoughts on what we've talked about tonight? Other than uh, to go back to the submarine quickly, I just, just wait. There's going to be some more information that is going to be readily available. And you kind of got to read between the lines and, and you'll eventually find the truth. I think you're right about that. I hope so. I'm sick of just guessing and not knowing the truth. <laughs> the truth is out there. Somebody won't see it. <laughs> but that's such a great story, Jay, about the the UFO encounter. I mean, just... I hope you'll call me if that happens again. If you can get your cell phone to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you can get to it. I'll tell you, that was the... The most wildest thing I've ever seen but, in my life. But I, but I tell you what, that reminds me of, and you want to talk about scary. And CJ, you made me think of this too, as you were commenting on it. So I heard somebody talk about we are actually facing an impending potential information apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And here's what they meant by that, and they use this as an example. If I handed any of our children, if I handed any of us a floppy disk, it might have the (laughs) secrets of the universe on there. We'll never know. (laughs) We have no way to access it, no way to read it. And you know what? If, If more likely, I don't want to give us too little credit here, but if we locked all four of us in a room together for the next hundred years we would never figure out what was on there right and that's what they that was their analogy example for an impending information apocalypse you know there jay brought it up with this technology about okay boom here your phone is off right now now put that on a global scale right we have unknown entities potentially knocking out the most advanced 
technological systems in the world and we don't know how they're doing it it is easily now I think and at the time when this person was talking about the information apocalypse they actually weren't referencing UFOs or these encounters they were actually referencing other countries EMP technology and how it's there it exists you know and that's our that's one of our true biggest threats to our existence is a a nationwide EMP attack but but if we put it in perspective with the UFO cases though like I said if this is happening if we have unknown entities knocking out the most advanced technology in the world and here we have people trying to figure out how to get it back online I would think you know what it is a legitimate threat that we could be thrown into the essentially the stone age it's a giant threat I actually read a book a fiction book um, called the president is missing written by James Patterson and Bill Clinton of all people and the whole that's the whole premise of the book is that the entire internet and thing gets shut down by a cyber terrorist and as i was reading it i was thinking clearly bill clinton has some sort of knowledge in terms of what is possible which is what he was able to add to this book and um it was terrifying it was a very scary book even though it was fiction but the thought that it could actually happen is is terrifying well, we had a storm in Tupelo one day, and they ended up giving like hundreds and hundreds of dollars of groceries away because they couldn't get the power back on. People were standing in line, so they just had to give the groceries because they couldn't check them out. There's absolutely no way to check them out. Right. I know. And that that was just one day in the moment, you know, for probably less than an hour. Can you imagine that? Every city, every state, every country in the whole world. Let's just take our own nation, for example. I got to believe if that just happened to our country, I think I'm not so sure about all these countries running to our rescue. (laughs) I think the whole world would be thrown into chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, Or they would be here so quickly. Oh, yeah. We're kind of the stabilizing force in the world yeah it's a scary thought i mean you're right though people don't have cash people don't have documents people don't have anything in real existence anymore it's all online it's all on the cloud it's all in the internet it's all on our phones if all of those things went bye-bye there goes almost everything well i tell you what i think i know what i'm doing when this show is off the air tonight (laughs) going on going on netflix Watching the first 10 minutes of Red Dawn, <laughs> the original yep. with Patrick Swayze, and I'm just getting myself in a good good mental space for heading toward the hills, <laughs> you know, knowing where my guns are, knowing where my bunker is, <laughs> just being ready. I got plenty of, I got plenty of guns and ammunition and then everything I need right here, so I'm good. I can kill what I need to eat. Unlimited <laughs> yeah. possibles hanging out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Smitty can get them. He'll get them. You know, Smitty and I used to do some squirrel fishing. Yeah, we used to. 
we convinced one of our old students that there was such thing as squirrel fishing. Oh my goodness! And she kept saying she was going to go squirrel fishing. Is there fishing not just with us. an acorn on that hook? I mean, they're so plentiful. Cast it out under the oak tree and <laughs> just wait till one just takes squirrel the bait. fishing. <laughs> I had my Those. kids convinced that there was a boneless chicken farm one time in oh. the seventh grade. Boneless yep. chicken farm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I tell you I what, I've that toured they took embryos of chickens and put them with an octopus, and that's how they had to come out oh, with boneless chicken. <laughs> I tell you what, one of the most one of the most fascinating and disturbing behind the scenes tours I've ever done is of a processing plant here in Ch- in Chatham County, North Carolina. And it was eye-opening and fascinating, to say the least. Oh, I bet. Ugh. Well, you know, Actually, they used to have the one in Tupelo. What was that called? Marshall Durbin. Remember? Yeah. The chicken plant. And they had the one down the slaughterhouse in Tupelo, so... Yeah, you should tour it sometime. Was... Yep. Yeah, it's closed now. Thank God it stunk to high heaven when you drive by it. But Well, this place is actually a great American success story. So this one fellow, he moved to Chatham County. He, I can't remember what country he was from, but he was from a different country. And he was really good at at slaughtering animals, you know, skinning them and, and processing them and, you know, cutting them up. And people used to, he just set up shop in his front yard, right? And people would bring him goats and cows and chickens and fish what have you you know he wouldn't do pork but and he would do it right in his front yard but turns out it was actually illegal apparently to dismember animals in your yard and Mm -hmm. so he he opened his own processing plant well he'd get along right here because we we used to slaughter hog or two every every winter we call it hog killing weather we get together, which, all of us, and kill a hog. I hear that, which, you know what? CJ probably thinks we're really off track now. <laughs> but, but And she, the government was spying on us killing a hog. No, I'm just kidding. I was trying to bring it, bring it all back in, but never mind. But I could tell I her, I could, well, I want to tell CJ that we are actually not off track. And here's why. I just need to pull this up. <laughs> CJ, keep or or Smitty, keep telling her about that. Or Jay, you got something to jump in? About the slaughter and a hog. It was like a family event, man. All the guys from our all our family would get together, and we get a couple of hogs, buy a few, make homemade sausage, cut the tenderloins oh, yeah. out. Made some moves good. Now, did you yeah, do? They used to let me like shoot put the together a like charcuterie board or anything, or just straight up sausage and bacon. Oh, a what? A charcuterie? <laughs> what? A charcuterie board. You've never heard that term. Before. I don't know what a charcuterie board is. We don't have that in Northeast Mississippi. I don't think. <laughs> But, All right, forget uh, I mentioned it. Well, here's why we're actually not off track because over the past three months, I'll get this out of here. Over the past three months, seven cattle 
have been found mutilated on ranch land in central Oregon's Crook County. In most cases, the dead animal's sex organs, tongue, or eyes are cut away cleanly and there is no blood. This is from usnews.com. This is in Oregon. And you know what, folks? These these cattle mutilations have been popping up again. And it's actually a really big deal. This is the livelihood of these ranchers up there. And it says, listen to this. If you This will blow your mind. Thousands of cattle and other livestock. I lost my place here, sorry. Thousands of cattle and other livestock, ranging from Minnesota to New Mexico, were found dead with their reproductive organs and sometimes part of their faces removed. I think everybody is stumped or muted. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear, hear, you, hear you when yeah. you were talking. I didn't either. Oh, you didn't hear any of that? No, no, no. We heard we heard all of that until the end. Of course, yeah. most of the time I, I try to tune you out, but that time I literally couldn't <laughs> So, well, what do you think, that you know, if you're a, a rancher? I said that. Ha- and, you know, these cattle are worth hundreds or thousands of dollars each and showing up right. dead with sex organs removed, tongue and eyes and no blood. That's crazy. Smitty's gotten really good at his slaughtering. <laughs> Pretty strange. <laughs> I have actually skinned a cow out one time. Oh. But anyhow. Impressive. Matter of fact, oh it broke its neck when it I'm was I'm seeing video now. I actually did not so, know they did this, but it makes sense. They're now using drones to herd cattle. Oh, come on. No, really? I, I'm watch, pretty cool. watching the video. I had no idea. Of course, there's a lot no. of... Th- we just get on full again, we've got cyber terrorism going to knock us out. You know, want to do cattle stimulations. At least once a month, there's... <laughs> What's that, Smitty? This is my dream come true. His lips are moving, but you can't hear him. (laughs) I'm saying there's a lot of theories about... Well, you know what? We heard you that time. (laughs) Sorry, I I was just saying there's a lot of theories about why extraterrestrials might be doing these cattle mutilations. So... Who knows? Is it connected to all these military uh, encounters? Possibly. I don't know. That sounds like a topic for another time. For another time. <laughs> sounds yeah. like a good topic. But I have definitely learned in doing this show that there are lots of stories out there. So for anybody that has one that they would like to share please reach out to us on our social media. You can find us at all things dash unexplained. Tim, throw some other locations out there to our listeners. Well, please make sure to follow and rate our podcast, Five Stars. We would greatly appreciate it. Like CJ said, allthings-unexplained.com. That's all the places you can listen to us. Check us out at Patreon and buy us a coffee you can find links on our website to those items we couldn't do the show without support from listeners like you and we appreciate all of you yes and we appreciate you mr j 
Yes, sir, Mr. Tate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it was good to talk to you. We need to sit down and talk about the military sometimes. All I'm right. a history I'll, teacher. I'll all that stuff. I'm, I've taught history for like 20 years, so that stuff's interesting to me. So I love it. He has a vast history VHS collection. Let me tell you. <laughs> VHS. <laughs> you would have seen his classroom. It was covered in nothing but graphs. That's all they did, make graphs. Yeah. All kind of stuff. Dwarfs and Abraham Lincoln and all we watch Donald and Math Magic Land sometimes. I see those kids, and they're like, we have carpal tunnel syndrome <laughs> from Mounts' classroom from drawing so many graphs. And I'm like, I'm they're, sorry, there's nothing they're I can better do off it. for it. But Smitty and CJ, I wanted to say, yeah. if listener Edward, Edward Willikins is out there tonight, CJ and Smitty and myself actually sent him an All Things Unexplained hoodie. Edward, we oh. hope you... Are enjoying it yeah Edward hope you're listening man we enjoy uh, your comments send us a picture of you sporting your all things unexplained supporter hoodie we would love to put it up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter Mr. J thanks for joining us tonight yeah man. I think we should give Mr. J the final word here you know just your take on everything that's happening right now in a quick word? Um, you know, I, I would always keep your eyes open, first of all, to the sky, and now to the water, and always be vigilant, and as much as you can, bring a, uh, uh, some type of a video camera with you, and record every aspect of your adventure. And in in a nutshell, thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. It's been great. Our pleasure. We look forward to having your expertise with us in the future. Yes, sir. You guys take care and have a good night. You too. See you, Mr. J. All right. Smitty, it's good to finally see you back on the show again. Yeah, I've been busy. But thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained. This has been All Things Unexplained. It's my bedtime. We're out of here? (laughs) Are we off? We're not off. We're still recording. Well, I'm about to have to go to bed. And if we have a topic that you would like to hear, we'd like to hear from you about what topic you would like us to talk about. We've got our own website. That makes sense. <laughs> hey, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have said it better yourself. Thank you, Dr. Seuss. We're not off. We're still recording. I do not like green eggs in here. I'm not trying to ignore y'all. I'm trying to watch the ball game at the same time, but I got the volume off.